The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So stay with us and together. We'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, holding the vision in a time of transition. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of exoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear in this show. The following thought is comes from Proverbs. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Why does vision seem to be lacking today, particularly in our leaders? I don't think anyone knows, but I think we, we sense that lack of vision. We see it in the um, election campaigns, in the... Um, in culture and the arts, in our educational system, where we don't seem to have a clear idea of where we need to go. We don't seem to have a very um, clear or well-developed idea of what we want to grow towards, to put a very badly constructed sentence to it. But the idea of uh, living with vision is that you have something towards which you direct all your energies that holds your focus and helps you to mobilize all your resources. And without that, you just kind of flounder. And to me, that's kind of descriptive of the present time. One reason that we might sense a lack of vision is that we're in a a transitional era. And particularly at the end of of a year, such as we are Now, it's good to think about the vision of the future that we hope to manifest. Too often, I think, people are a bit passive about the future, that whatever happens will be up to God or the powers that be, and they really have no say in it, and it will just happen, and they will be the recipients of it, and hopefully it won't be too painful, and maybe there will be some stroke of luck 
that will befall them, that will yield something good. That's not a very creative approach to the vision. The ageless wisdom tells us that we create our own destiny by the use of our thought, by our reactions, by our decisions, our values, our ideals. All of these, I think, contribute to the vision that then unfolds and we call it our life. But it happens because of choices and values we've made. And I think that's a very important point for people to understand. And many of the choices and values we seem to be following or pursuing today are very material values. And uh, I think that is when, when the vision that we have uh, is tends to be uh, only of a material nature then the things the, there's more chance for the thing not to to uh, pan out or you know to fall apart because the material world is so fragmented to begin with and uh, so <clears throat> if we have visions and most most everybody has plans or hopes for their life that would the and it usually involves a better job or a higher paying job or a a home or something of a material nature like that. And those are the more risky ones that uh, tend not to uh, not to pan out, I think. So that may be one reason why uh, the, you know, the vision is, is just not there. And everybody knows that um, if your goals are material things, they never satisfy, not for any length of time, you get something new that's material and it's exciting for a moment and then you want the next new thing. It never feel, fills that inner uh, hunger. And spiritual vision does fill the, the, the inner yearning for more understanding, more wisdom, more uh, insight into the meaning of it all. But another factor that complicates the holding of the vision today is that we're in what the Ageless Wisdom calls a transitional era. And not everybody is rowing in the same direction, so to speak. There's a very large group of people amongst all cultures and nations who are very have a, a great deal invested in the past and who are essentially conservative by nature and want to hold on to the past and think that the achievements of the past, the values and standards of the past, the known and familiar, are best, and that those should be preserved. And then, generalizing wildly, there's another smaller portion of the population that wants to see the old thrown out, and something entirely new take its place. And then there are the, there's the great bridging middle ground that hopes to strike a balance between the two, that recognizes we're heading into a new era and we all have to adapt and change, but even they don't really know where we're headed. And that's why it's so important that those few people with spiritual vision can help to build a thought form of the future that people can find inspiring and worth living for. Right, and the spiritual vision is tends to be, uh, I think, hit home because it, it goes right to the core of what people believe, what they, uh, um, what their expectations are, perhaps, uh, you know, in terms of, of spiritual concerns. 
and uh, th those are more long-term and more long-lasting and more perhaps more difficult to achieve too because they they require sacrifice they require uh, <clears throat> paying attention and uh, to uh, what really matters and to the, to the spiritual values and adhering to those values in your life in your daily life and uh, so that takes a little more discipline and um, organization and effort mm -hmm. and uh, so that's uh, one of the reasons perhaps why uh, not so many people are <clears throat> looking in that direction just look at how hard it is to um, uh, form a New Year's resolution and then stick with it most people probably don't uh, last beyond a few weeks and yet we're thinking about a vision that should extend over years and years uh, if not lifetimes and we have some examples recently of uh, a vision that has taken years to be realized, but that is definitely for world betterment. Look at the, mm. the Nobel Peace Prize that was just given out to Al Gore and to the United Nations um, panel on what? Climate change. Climate change. Mm. The UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and Al Gore were co-recipients. I was reading that um, the UN panel spent over 20 years building consensus that would commit to the realization that yes, climate change is happening, there is a scientific basis for it, and it is a critical problem and we must do something. 20 years. And Al Gore, I think, mentioned that he had given that slideshow presentation which was in, filmed in The Inconvenient Truth over and over and over, hundreds of times, and he traveled constantly to present his uh, his viewpoint to groups and classes who would sit still and listen. It takes enormous commitment and sustaining power to do that. But thank goodness they did, because now finally people are waking up. These things don't happen overnight. The The vision is built by the sustaining power of the will. Yes, it's the uh, <clears throat> persistence, and that's a very spiritual power, is persistence, and that's the, uh, it's, it's actually a soul value, because that's what the soul does in its long existence. It persists, uh, life after life after life, and uh, it goes through failures, it goes through successes, and little by little, it uh, gains more control over its um, over its life expressions, and so it it has this persistent quality, and that's a very soul quality coming through. And I think that's what it takes. And Al Gore is demonstrating that, along with uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of others that are also contributing into this uh, giant uh, vision, actually, uh, of uh, what's happening in the world. I can think of another really inspiring example of vision, which was uh, that of Winston Churchill during World War II, who consistently rallied the British people with his confidence that they were up to, up to the challenge and exhorted them never to give in, never to be paralyzed by fear, but to stand against this onslaught from the uh, Nazi forces. He almost single-handedly, I know that's not true, but it seemed as if this one human being was 
holding the British people on course with his vision of uh, the strength to survive. If we can then take that example and replace it with even higher values than physical survival, in other words, replace it with a, a vision of right human relations, of a world at peace, of enough distribution of resources to allow everyone to live uh, a decent life, then we have something really worthy of our, um, of our contribution, and we all need to contribute to the building of this vision. It can't be left up to just a couple of people. It needs all of us who can appreciate the need for it. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, holding the vision in a time of transition. And we have several things to say to you today. Number one is that uh, we have a sale on the complete compl- complete collection of Alice Bailey books. And if you're into, and there are several people out there who have been listening to us for a number of years now. So if, you're, um, if you've bought a couple of the books here and there, uh, uh, this might be an opportunity to you to get the entire collection of 24 books and the discount is 10% so when you take into consideration the price of the call collection and then you subtract 10% that's a very very generous offer so here's your opportunity to become a uh, serious student and to uh, to get involved with the books and I think uh, the issue here is that many people uh, uh, consider is well is Lucis Trust is a religion. Are those Alice Bailey books uh, in any way related to a religion? No. Lucis Trust is not a religion. Uh, the Alice Bailey books are about spiritual evolvement. And uh, I think as time goes on, you'll become immersed as, uh, in them as, as so many people have. So give us a call if you'd like to take part, take part in that sale and get the 10% co- uh, discount on the entire collection of Alice Bailey books. That's 24 books. Uh, the phone number is one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. That's one eight six six New York Lucis. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. All of our Insight programs can be heard on our website. On the home page, you'll find the link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, the website, www.lucistrust.org. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. We also uh, depend on your donations. The donations are tax-deductible, and those donations do help to keep us on the air. I guess our dream one day is to to acquire an underwriter, someone whose name and perhaps company name will be mentioned during every show as a result of sponsoring the show. Uh, That's why we don't have to every week uh, spend time asking for donations. But indeed, we appreciate them. They've um, uh, Really, it's a demonstration of your support. It's 
certainly help to, us to pay for these radio shows. So all donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That would be check or money order. Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. I was thinking about what you were saying, Sarah and Dale, about holding the vision in a time of, trans- of transition. When we have uh, goals, dreams, uh, uh, objectives, is one ingredient to, within our heart, feel a commitment to the certainty of the dream coming true, or uh, is that a part of it? I think that is necessary to the realization of any vision that is almost inevitably going to be operating on a time span that isn't uh, immediate. Mm -hmm. You have to remain positive and you have to have a very clear image in your mind of the goal you hope to reach. And I should stress here that in the discussion today we're not talking about personal um, benefit of uh, realizing uh, the winning of the lottery or something or a career advancement or whatever. Those are goals that individuals might hold But I'm speaking here more of how we human beings who are concerned about the direction that the world is taking and uh, are concerned about the condition of humanity want to do something to help make the, the way easier and brighter for future generations. And there's a lot that comes into the picture that can cause one to feel doubtful and discouraged and those of us who pay attention to the news can find plenty that causes us concern and worry and sometimes fear and that's where that positivity that you mentioned is so important we have to have faith in humanity I think faith in the essential decency and common sense of enough members of humanity to come through the periods when things seem to be going so badly and um, I think now that's quite a challenge because we live in quite a cynical time. Ever since Watergate, people have developed this idea that everybody in power is basically out for their own self-interest and not really uh, motivated by ideals and they have to be watched constantly or they'll have their hand in the till and so on. It's very cynical. And to me, that's defeating to hold that kind of view. Well, I think it's it's um, you you see that so much of it, and that's that's one of the problems with developing a a more universal kind of vision or joining with groups that do have this uh, universal vision or, or like the uh, <coughs> climate change, um, because so many groups, uh, so many <coughs> individuals are really they're more looking out for themselves. And uh, so that tends to distract from any kind of uh, emphasis on universal visions or universal views that are are more <coughs> necessary for the uh, for the survival of the planet, for example, or the survival of humanity. <coughs> but um, I, th- I think we should also remember that uh, or take into account that. Vision uh, and uh, all that this emphasis on on vision is something we should cultivate because um, the small visions that we can dream up in our head 
enables us eventually to uh, take a certain steps towards initiations because with each initiation forward and each advancement in consciousness and awakening in consciousness is accompanied by some kind of revelation and so life becomes a constant unfoldment of revelations and each time we come across something new or particularly at a, from a spiritual angle then that changes the way we view ourselves and ourselves in the world so our vision changes and it's constantly we have to be ready for that and open for that and be willing to, to change and uh, to change for the better because uh, there is so much, as you say, there is so much cynicism today that perhaps uh, we're not really awake and aware for that uh, eventual. I suppose it depends on what you expect to see. You can see plenty of flaws, plenty of shortcomings in human behavior. You can also see wonderful examples of selfless sacrifice. So it depends on where you want to direct your gaze. Alice Bailey said each generation should produce its seers, its seers, the people who have a vision that carries a bit further than that of most of us. Those, she said, who want to act as true transmitters and intermediaries between the great ones who watch over our planet's evolution and the masses of humanity and the lower kingdoms that are subject to the evolutionary ebb and flow if we want to see the plan of God which we've been discussing in recent programs manifest itself on earth in right relationships in a uh, just and uh, reasonable cooperation among people in a fair distribution of resources in right relationship to the lower kingdoms then we have to examine our own behavior and uh, develop a capacity to see our goals, our wants, our hopes in terms of the larger picture, which is the whole human evolutionary thrust forward. She said that each of us can be a delaying point in the working out of the division of the vision, a delaying point or a relaying channel. I find that interesting to ponder on and a bit worrisome. You don't want to be a delaying point, but if you are selfish and self-absorbed or concerned only with what you call your own people, you're not helping the larger vision, I don't think. No, and that uh, there have been down through history, there are good examples of this, the larger vision coming into, into play and I think they're um, they're very inspiring because they do change when this vision comes to grip when you come to grip with the vision and um, it really changes the whole life pattern in the world well look at the change that was um, brought about by Nelson Mandela who was imprisoned on Robbins Island for 28 years he never gave up hope and he remained committed to his goal of the liberation from apartheid without becoming bitter, without succumbing to hatred, without succumbing to uh, defeat. And when he was eventually freed, 28 years later, he emerged with a remarkably inclusive 
forgiving attitude and now represents uh, all that is best and finest in South Africa's people and is able to speak for all of them, not just for his own group because he held this vision of uh, a right that is absolutely and undeniably the birthright of every human being and finally it was recognized that he stood for something right and was not a threat to the nation. Another example that's really inspiring is something that happened 200 years ago this year. We've been observing this past year, 2007, the 200th anniversary of the ending of the slave trade in Britain, which took place in 1807. And the story behind that is quite fascinating. There was a contest uh, for a university that required the writing of an essay and a young man named Thomas Clarkson decided he would participate because he wanted to win the prize and get some money for his education. And he settled on the topic, which was uh, the justifiable justifiability of the slave trade and spent a long time preparing his thoughts, writing his paper, and he won the prize. And after he won the contest, he was on his way home. It was June 1785. He had read his essay to the audience at Cambridge. And he said after that, on his way home, he was engrossed in his thoughts. And suddenly, as he was traveling traveling along the road, he said, I sat down disconsolate on the turf by the roadside and held my in my hands and realized that the thought came into my mind that if the contents of the essay were true, it was time that some person should see these calamities to their end, meaning the calamity of the slave trade. It registered with him in a way that led him to spend the rest of his life totally dedicated to the abolition of the slave trade, and he enlisted the help of a small group of 10 or 12 people who were abolitionists and Quakers for the most part who decided to meet together in the back of a print shop in England and they decided they would start pamphleteering and uh, trying to sway public opinion. This was at a time when, I don't know, 75% of the population was illiterate and a huge portion of the world's people were enslaved. They decided they were going to do something about this and lo and behold, in 20 years' time, Parliament through repeated pressure from these abolitionists finally decided to abolish the slave trade. That was a sustained vision over a period of 20 years that was Mm -hmm. of enormous impact. Right, and that's another good example of the persistence of the soul because uh, he could have very easily given up. uh, He had every reason to give up. There was a lot of opposition against that probably. So. Mm -hmm. The measure was defeated over and over again in Parliament, Mm -hmm. but finally it was passed. And another, I think, 30 years later, slavery was abolished. First the slave trade, then slavery itself was abolished because of this persistent vision that a few people held on to. And the same persistence you you see in uh, Al Gore and uh, the people at the United Nations group that are... uh, working to uh, on climate change. Mm-hmm. It's the same persistent effort to 
holding that vision before the eyes of men. Please take advantage of our special offer, and that's the complete works of Alice Bailey, all 24 books. When you buy them as a collection, you'll receive a 10% discount, so that's uh, quite a generous offer. And believe me, if you get started on the books of Alice Bailey, your imagination will be challenged, your imagination will be stretched, and you'll be involved in some very deep thought. And I think you'll enjoy the whole experience. It's quite an adventure getting involved in the books of Alice Bailey. So if you're interested in that offer, give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, Let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, statement's coming at ya, statement's coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.